0: This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park.
1: Hello and welcome to The Agenda Podcast. The Agenda Podcast returns after a few weeks off and we've got a whole host of questions submitted by the Royal Blue Facebook page as well as other various so- social media channels. I'm Ian Crowell and I'm joined by Connor O'Neill. Sat back with me on The Agenda Podcast here. How are you, Connor? Not too bad, Ian, yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I think Carlo is the only thing that's keeping me going at this moment <laughs> in time.
0: The January blues.
1: That's it, yeah. Christmas is over. The new year, January blues in full effect. Um, plenty of questions to get through here. Um, we'll also discuss um, a little bit about the, the general meeting, uh, the AGM. That was at the Philharmonic Hall in Liverpool on Tuesday, as well as the uh, the investment from USM and um, the Russian billionaire Usmanov and what he's uh, proposed to bring to the table. So, like I say this podcast is uh, questions submitted by the listeners, and you set the agenda. So. Um, I'll ask the first question, Connor, and obviously give us an answer, and then we'll uh, we'll go on from there. So Ben Crawford, regular on the View from the Gala Street podcast, he's asked, "Do you think we will sign anybody before the transfer deadline ends this month?" I think the the
0: question with that is we, we don't know. Hmm. I think I don't think we'll we'll spend big in the sense that you know we'll go out and kind of break the bank. But I think Carl Inchlossy's been quite. Open as anyone. He? He's, he's been, asked suppose, press conferences. He, he's kind of not, kind of not confirmed nor denied mm. that he's actually. I think he kind of dropped a hint anywhere about the central midfielder potentially coming in. So that's what we want to maybe look at. But I don't. We'll be signing anybody. Who knows? I mean, you know, you look across the whole football spectrum, and you know, people from clubs can't tell you quick enough how how hard it is to bring people in in January, and you know how it's it's such a difficult window. Uh, Transfer to windows to negotiate and stuff mm. like that. So I don't think we'll. We know the, the difference fans is that we can only imagine that there is work behind the scenes and the club will be looking to bring one or two if, if they can in uh, moving forward.
1: I mean, a lot of these questions are transfer related. Um, so we will like read out every question that was, was submitted. But we are, from what I understood from a couple of bit of information that came out of the general meeting Um Recently, we are literally on the limit, aren't we, of financial fair play? And it's about—I'm I, yeah. I, sure I read it—we're very close to, and it's about 15 million pounds.
0: I, I think there's obviously there's that to consider, of, of course, but you know, the, the squad's still quite big, isn't it? I know, yeah. I know. We, we've only seen the, the kind of the same players playing on a weekly basis, but the squad is actually still very big. And you know, you think Andre Gomez is to come back? You know, to, to come back into the, the fray? You, you struggle to really see where. Unless they get whole, get a lot of people out off the books, which, from what Marcel Browns was indicating on at the general meeting, that is the case. But like we we've, know we've all, all too well, at everything that like getting people out and bringing, you know, is it is it a lot harder than it yeah. than, than than sounds, and, and so I think it, it's kind of one of them, isn't it? I think we'll just have to wait and see. I think there's no definitive answer on who will be sign anybody. We don't like to think we will sign somebody who's going to come in and have a, a massive impact, but at the same time, we all we all know that. San for the sake of signing Sometimes January doesn't clearly work, and I think if you look at you know Zentoson for instance, and we signed him in 2017, the January transfer window then and it looked like horrible. Oh, well, you know that's a massive good coup for the club you know, forward and mm. you know get yeah, three years on. He's been allowed to leave the club loan because simply a lot of game time and stuff. So yeah. <clears throat> I don't think we'll be rushed into anything. So I think it's just one to to keep an eye on more than anything. I don't I don't think there's a definitive yes no. It's just more, I think, hope that we can find someone who can come in and, and give us a bit more impetus and a bit more help and support that we probably need to, to see the season out.
1: I mean, that's been Brands' brief anyway, hasn't it, from the start? Exactly, to get rid yeah. of, you know, the Deadwoods. deadwood and the players on you know astronomical wages, yeah. really.
0: Well, I think that, that leads into our next question from Bradley Retley, who asks, what should be our goal coming out of the January transfer window? And similar to what you yeah. say there about, you know, Marcel's... <laughs> Aim and remit almost at the club is it's it's not too similar to that question, really, is it? The answer,
1: yeah. I mean, I think we've been a little bit lucky, or you know, in terms of timing this time round. I know you know, international major tournaments come around every two years, but Tosin Mm. is not getting games, is he? And he needs to play football, um, so he's on a huge amount of wages at the club. I I can't confirm, tell me if I'm wrong or, or what, but are we still paying any amount of his wages for the the next couple of months, or I don't Crystal know. Palace taking that I, all on I, board?
0: I don't know. No one knows, do they? But well, normally you, 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 it's a percentage, isn't it? deeper each pay percentage. Yeah, I think it's very rare. If someone takes the whole, the whole wage on.
1: I, no d- I mean, we'll have to we'll have to confirm that. But I think Everton have got a you know a good basis to say, well, Crystal Palace, you just need to pay. The mm-hmm. whole wages because just like that does it? well I, I don't know it, it, it you know if Crystal, Crystal Palace want to sign him and Tolson wants to leave then you say well you paid the full wages like say we'll, we'll com- confirm that but in terms of Bradley's question yeah I think try and get rid of any dead wood I, I think it's still again it's going to be very very difficult Brands has been trying to do that for the past eighteen months you know we, we've got all the players on the on the name. Um, on the wage on the wage biller need to go to likes of nias ni- just the name one. Snardlin probably as one is on over a hundred grand as well. So I mean it's, that's the January aim, but obviously, you know, football and wise through January I just think we need to try and win every single every yeah. single game as well. And we've got a um, couple of not say winnable games coming up but games where you you'd think that we could, you know, pick up some decent points. West Ham next. Okay. It's it's a way. Um Newcastle, you know, we definitely got to win there, and um, they're the two, aren't they? It's only two. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so we've got we, a free weekend. We so I, I would say the aim or our goal for the next, you know, couple of weeks, including the two games, is to win both games. Yeah, that, that's got to be because we are very close now to you know fifth and sixth pushing European places, um, and if we don't win those two, those games, you know, it's still very close, but. We keep saying that a win here. We're close, but we keep saying that we've got to win these games and push on from there. Ben Crawford has snuck in another question, but I will allow it. <laughs> so Ben's asked: Are you convinced enough to sign Sadibi now for the reported transfer fee agreed, or wait and see what other right back targets that are available in the summer?
0: I don't know what the transfer fee. Is. I think it was about twelve million. I think, was it? yeah, well,
1: from, from what I've read. 12 um,
0: million? Yeah, I think for 12 million pounds. I've been impressed with Stipe, I think he's got better and better. Mm. I think you, you've got to really give him credit for bouncing back after that, that Derby kind of humiliation, you know, where, it, you know, just destroyed him in the opening half an hour and he actually ends up getting substituted, I think, after 38 minutes, was mm. it? You know, Marco Silva's last game. And the way he bounced back from that was, was really impressive because, you know, some, we've seen it before, I mean, where players get, get hooked and stuff like that and they, they don't recover or it takes time to recover. But the way he bounced back, he, he'd been superb, I think. Mm. He's a real asset going forward. I think defensively maybe he could improve, but I think going forward he's a real asset and
1: Carlo's used him, hasn't he, a lot going forward. Yeah.
0: Um, I think it'd be interesting to see what obviously the the, the interesting thing now is is it's Carlo and you know, has he got a preferred way in which he wants to use his full backs mm. and I think we'll we'll kinda I think we'll be able to gauge more on the full backs moving forward, I think, in the coming months because we'll begin to see a, a style of play and a pattern of play in which you know, you'll see whether they want defensive minds of backs or attacker minds of backs So, mm. I think in terms of are we sign, will we sign them, etc., I think we want to wait and see and see what, what transpires over the the coming months. Um, so, if you, don't, you know, Carl's only been here for what, less than a month, really, hasn't he? Done? So, um, it'll take time to see what was what, what implemented. But I think for £12 million, he'd be an absolute steal I think into look at today's market mm. uh, but it'll be interesting what John, what John Joe Kenny's plans are as well because he's someone who's, who's really impressed at Schalke yeah. on loan so far this season so it'll be interesting what, what his plans and the club's plans are for him moving forward as well um, so again I think that's just another one where you, you wait and see I think for £12 million you, you couldn't complain if we were to sign it to d but it's whether the, the club, you know, want to maybe look at John Joe Kenny and, and, yeah. and giving him a chance to, to cement his place. Yeah.
1: High unlikely that they'll just go now and say twelve million pounds. Yeah, to, to him. I mean, unless
0: unless he ticks every box, Carlo he wants in a full-back, then you could you yeah. completely understand. But I don't I, I don't see any reason why the club would, would probably do that right now. Yeah, especially as you, as you lose to you know financial fair play and stuff like that. It's in what, it's more outlay isn't it Bef- mm. when it's not really necessary because you can be at the end of the season anyway. No,
1: exactly. And just just you touched on it. You know, was Derby display. It just in defence of him, I think the only person to blame for that was Marco Silver and the way he set up the team. I, I think. Playing the high line in that five-two derby defeat was was you know you are just asking for punishments and yeah, unfortunately Sadibi was the one you know the four guy who came off in the end. He and could
0: have easily threw his toys out the pram, no? Couldn't he? Oh, that, absolutely. Founds back, or, you know, or, or just lack the confidence, looked to shadow for himself. Yeah, you know he didn't, and he was actually probably Evans' best, one of the better players after after that showing. To be honest, I think you think of the, the the Chelsea game where you know he was back in the side and he put a great ball in for uh, Richardson's opener. I think he said. The, third, the second one up as well, with a ball over the top, which then obviously battles his way. So,
1: done one at a crossing for Calvert Lewins against, ben- against
0: Burnley, yeah. yeah. Um, so, he's been a you know, probably a mainstay. And I thought it was against Arsenal, the nil nil, he was brilliant. I mm. thought he got forward and he looked the only one who was energetic in the, in the team. So, I think it's one to wait and see. But for 12 million pounds, if that's what reports are correct, that Evan could potentially sign forward, then I don't think he could complain for that. I think that that would be fantastic fantastic value
1: yeah absolutely
0: Tom De Groff asks assuming JP Gammon and Gomez are good for next season what would you prioritise in this summer window
1: interesting one isn't it because you could probably just look all over the pitch and say you know that needs that needs filling in or you know that we need improvement there. I think if you're going to ask me that right now I'd probably say we need um, a quality centre back an absolute quality centre back whether that's Kurt Zuma, I don't know but definitely a quality centre back a right winger Someone who's going to provide um, pace and skill and be direct. You know, we all hope that Theo Walcott will be there. Still, is it to an extent? Yeah. But you know, the wrong the wrong age really, and we need mm-hmm. someone who's going to be a bit more hungry, a bit more, um, a bit more quality in the team. You could probably even argue now that Tolson's gone alone and probably he's going to be out the pitcher again next season a striker someone who's going to be able to score goals. Okay, we've got Dominic Cavitlu and we've got Richarlison and Moyes Keane. We don't know Moyes Keane's situation. Um, so there's another one. And although we will have a strong centre midfield, and all players are back, I mean, you, you've got the likes of Sigurdsson there, you've got the likes of Awobi who can play in the centre of the park, but I, I still think that we need uh, a centre midfield or you know playmaker, Mm. in the likes of um, David Silva, some, someone like that. Yeah. Now, I know you could m- maybe argue Bernard is that that type, but I think he can do most of his damage from, from the left-hand side. Um, we just need someone who's going to be able to, to pick out a pass. I mean, Gabaman and Gomez, you would suggest, that are the legs, and Gomez is obviously good. The pass, and we just need someone who's going to pick out that pass, so yeah.
0: Um, you're asking for much, down, are you really? Not asking for much, also, ask for much no. No. So, if you listen to Marcel Brands you know, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> there's your shopping list, <laughs> go, and, go and get them all. I didn't think I was too bad, I think I was, I was, I was, I was four players, wasn't it? But the best thing that I made a man after the, the derby defeat, obviously in the heat at the moment, you know, text me and said, If we got if we got reserve onto 16 tomorrow, I wouldn't complain and brought a new squad in, so yeah. <laughs> I think we all yeah, felt that after yeah, the know, derby. You're more conservative than he was this way.
1: Okay. Next question from Liam Fitzpatrick. Realistically, what are Everton's aims this season?
0: Finish as strong as they can, and wherever that may be, that may be where that's you know pushing top six, whatever. Yeah. Finish as strong as they can. Build solid foundations to build. Take into next season. That's that's all you can really ask for. Yeah. You know.
1: I mean, European um, aspirations are they?
0: But they're, they're there, aren't they? Because it, 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 it's 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 doable. I think is the way that I wouldn't say it's realistic to think we can yeah. get you know, Europa League, but it's it's doable. You know, granted we are gonna have to put a run together, and, and granted we are going to have to do something that like we haven't really done much. Dean and can't put like four wins on the bounce to, to get to get you know within that picture almost, which is something we've struggled to do this year consistently wise. And I know Carlo won two, then he then lost at City and stuff. So it, we haven't really put any sort of Consistent win runs together, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I think just realistically, finish as strong as we can and, and look to the solid foundations to, to go into the next season. with because that's all you can really ask for, at the minute, isn't it? You no, know, there's no cup competitions you have to play for, Champions League without reach. Just you know, and if that takes you into the Europa League places, that that takes you into the Europa League places. You know, it, it's as simple as that. Really, there's not, yeah. there's not really you can write home about. It's for, for evidence what's gonna, you know, what you don't want to think more than anything is, the, you know, the 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 kind of for flops to go on early March, people just look like they're on the summer holidays. Mm-hmm. Other people start saving themselves for the European Championships mm-hmm. this summer, which I think is something that do, might not affect, not just affect Everton, Everton are in that bracket. There's a lot of clubs I think who could be absolutely looking at that and thinking, you know, it's a big year, the European Championships. You know, there's a lot of, I think it's one of the first times ever on the international football scale where there's multiple teams who could win. You know, you look for for so long it was it was dominated by Spain, wasn't it? And it was kind of almost run before before the competition even got started. This time it's so much different. So that's a concern, but I think it's a concern for a lot of clubs, not just Everton. Yeah. But I think you no know, realistically finish as strong as we can, see where it takes us and build foundations and you know, let's build a bit of confidence to go into next season and find a way of playing, I think, more than anything, you know. I think you look at last season, we, we finished well and we you know we had some really good results. And in the summer, it kind of felt like a lot of what we'd worked on and what had got us to where it did. Marco was wanting to rip up and kind of start again and, and reshape the team, which which is fantastic you've got the plays at your disposal to that straight away. Yeah. We didn't, and you know, obviously we, we obviously paid the price because the start of this season, well, <laughs> for a large part of the first half of the season, we, we were incredibly poor. So I think you've just got to look at building, building solid blocks to go into next season.
1: Are you a yay or nay for a qualification into the Europa League?
0: I'm a yay, yeah. actually, yeah, I think. I don't think we can really turn our nose about it. I think you look at the you know the latest kinds of the financial figures from from a business point of view. You know the, the club missed out this year by not being in the Europa League and not having that you know yeah. revenue and stuff like that. Um, I just think it's you know it's a competition that we, we could you know we got the right personnel in like I like have said and there's no reason why I think Carlo Ancelotti do really really well in it from a, a tactical point of view. You know you, you look at you know he's he's a, he's a fantastic manager, but a lot of his real successes come in Europe. But, Either champ a bit the Champions League, but you know there's no reason why he, he couldn't rectify that in the Europa League. I don't think anyway. Uh, so yeah, I'm all for the Europa League. I think uh, I know people saying that the Thursday Sunday demands and stuff, but you know you look at Wolves this year; they're playing Thursday Sunday demands and doing well. They're, they're doing well. You know, they're, they're, there's no different now in their league position or league standing now to where they was this time last year. Is they know they had a bit of a poor start, but mm. they, they've regrouped and you know they're they're right up there for. Potentially a place in the Champions League if, if they, they put up decent run together. So it is doable, it is manageable. It's just about having the right people, people in charge and the right people overseeing it. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Royal Blue Podcast. Jeff Jed asks You can only keep six of the current first team squads. Who do you choose?
1: I knew this question was going to fall on me. Really hard, this one. Do you reckon, do you reckon he means including Gomez and Kabaman? Are we going to include them? on first team. I mean, you'd have to, wouldn't you? That's two. That, well, that's two. You'd have to, I'd have to say then too. Pickford. Pickford, Yeri Mina. That's four. Richarlison. Um, it's a difficult one because it's a toss up. This is probably three. I think this. I think this all depends. Very tough this question.
0: On, on your football and philosophy and what you think about football, because. I think if you think of like you know if you want a team of course sort of workaholics you know motivators kind of work hard you know Dominic Cavill probably be top of the list because the shift that i put in is, is, is unbelievable mm. but if you're looking for like someone like almost like Lukaku type forward who, who just scores goals but probably you know is a bit lazy at times and yeah. there's, there's question marks over his work rate then Calvert-Lewin wouldn't probably make the top six would he because his goal record isn't as prolific as Mm. with the forwards in the league. So I think it's a really tough one. I think, you
1: know... And you've got Bernard, I haven't even mentioned Bernardo.
0: Exactly. And I think, I think six is harsh as well, isn't it? I think six is it's a significant low number, I think.
1: There's probably like a core ten that you'd suggest that <laughs> yeah. we could build more of a team around. And obviously there's two there in Gomez and Gabamin that we've barely featured this season. Certainly Gabamon hasn't anyway. I mean, you've got Dean as well, Holgate. Good, you could probably say Coleman could go even so You could probably say, Well, it was only on loan he could go, but obviously, he's he's shown he's more than capable. I mean, the yeah. likes of Walcott, Sigurdsson, um, Snidlin, even Davis to an extent, they wouldn't, they would probably wouldn't be in, in, in the, the six. Yeah. I, I like the way we've taken you can only keep six, but we've changed it to you can only keep ten now because yeah. it's too hard. But if I was going to do the six, then it would be. Do you know what? I probably wouldn't even say Pickford. Do you know, if I was gonna, I was gonna be pushed. Ruthless. I was gonna be ruthless, not on against Pickford. I, 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 I really like him, but if I'm gonna be proper ruthless, I'd probably say Mina, Richardson. There's two. Gabamon, Gomez. There's the four. Um, Bernard, five, and then Dominic Carvert-Lewin. So there's the six. We got now, there in the end. We did. We did. Drawn out, but we got there. Next question from Ian Ferguson relating to the Derby defeat. Should the players reimburse the cost of the FA Cup away ticket to two fans?
0: In a lovely, flowery world, yes. But in the ruthless world that we live in, Yeah. no, because <laughs> it doesn't happen, does it? So it's almost... Uh, you, you see this it, happen you know, a lot of the times, they should get the money back and stuff. And While it's a fantastic gesture, sometimes it does come off people, teams. I've done it in the past, haven't you? know... We're gonna reimburse their fans when they were beating nine one at Tottenham a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, but it very rarely comes off and you know, it's, it's more it's more a statement, isn't it, than, than ever it ever needs to mean leads to anything meaningful.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, you they say that's been done, but you don't have to do it, do they? No, no <laughs> any obligations to do it, are they so, no. Paul Currut asks, as Tosin has now gone on loan, do you think that is going to herald the coming of a new strike in the January transfer window in short, if we, if we've answered that yeah, in short no I don't think it
1: is I just think the club are desperate to get Tosin off the wage bill he was on huge amounts for a player who, who didn't feature I think it'd be different if he was playing and scoring goals because you wouldn't mind him but for someone to be sitting on the bench and I don't know the exact fi- figure that he paid a week but he needed to to go he just probably needed a fresh start for himself I think he's you know, good lads good attitude um in terms of bringing a new striker in you know hopefully fingers crossed we don't pick up any injuries mm. and we can finish the season off with Richarlison Dominic Carvert-Lewin and um, Moise, mm-hmm. Moise Keane as, as the three um, we all know that Theo Walcott can play there as well but the, you know fingers crossed that with the amount of games that we've got coming up you wouldn't expect yeah. a huge amounts of injuries and fitness levels to still be high so those three will see us till the end of the season and I've said it time again I don't think we're going to in the games that we win, it's it's going to be close. It's going to be like a one 0 yeah. two one, and th- that's just how it's going to have to be. I think for the remainder of the season. Um, so I've been asked about who we should keep in terms of our current first team squad. But Callum Lapsley has asked if we had only two signings, which, which positions would you cover?
0: <sighs> Central midfield is definitely one. Yeah, I think you know we need an extra body in there. Don't the right now for January. Right, right. Uh, is this right now for January? I would probably say right yeah. now for January. I think central midfield is desperate, isn't it? You know, it's we can't, we've all made kind of mm. you know said our war and peace on <laughs> on central midfield and where we think we're going wrong. I think the other position we we'd probably cover if, if it was truly down to right now, maybe a centre forward. Just I don't know what you're saying there about, but if you can get someone else in, if can there's one available, on the available or yeah, just to. You know, get us over the line or give us a bit of help. I think they're the two positions that I think I target most because I think wingers. Yeah, I do think we can offer a right winger, but they're very hard to to, to pick on. You? you know, there's not an abundance out there anymore mm. of, of talent. And apart from, that, I think me and a keen Holgate will see us out. Same as centre backs will see us out the season.
1: I like so, Holgate in midfield, me.
0: Yeah, but I think he looks like he's going to be centre-back now, doesn't he? Yeah. And then I think, you know, you've got Luca Dean on the left, Leighton Baines, and James Collins, DB down the right. I don't think you'd be looking to bring in either full-backs any time soon. Mm. Maybe, maybe the one that you possibly could do is a goalkeeper who could properly push, push pick football. Like we've discussed enough on the various shows across the, the Royal Blue Channel, finds the backup goalkeeper who's going to sit on the bench, wait right, for his chance. It is very hard and well, that really happens, if I'm being honest, does it? So Exactly.
1: Last question then, before we move on to the discussion about the general meeting and the USM investments, Martin Jameson has said, do you do you guys agree with me that Moise Keen looks awful and slow so far? Do you think he has a fourth and fifth gear that we've just not seen yet?
0: I think he's just struggled, hasn't he? I don't think, you know, I think that's probably maybe a little bit harsh. He looks awful, awfully slow. I think, I think that's I think that's incredibly a bit, bit, bit too harsh that I think. I think he's just struggled as he needs to adapt. I don't think yeah. things have worked out for him the way he probably envisaged. There's, there's a lot gone on, hasn't he, you know, from and being knocked out of the squad. The Ferguson substitution, there's a lot gone on. Um, and he's a young lad. He's a young lad living away from living in a foreign country probably for the first time in his life and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's taken time to adjust. And I just hope, I think he, once he gets one, the hope is that he'll kick on then you know what I mean I think once he gets born he'll kick on and it's just about him getting that chance I think and hopefully Carlo Ancelotti will be able to work with him and improve him as well and hopefully Ancelotti coming in will, will give him a natural an boost anyway
1: Well I was literally going to second that anyway you know Carlo Ancelotti was keen on buying him anyway for Napoli He couldn't be high
0: enough having come to his opening, his opening press conference So
1: so he's obviously been told good things about him he's probably you know, had scouts watching him while he's been at Napoli maybe even seen him a couple of times so you know it just it's, hopefully now that we've got a man in Carlo Angelotti, Angelotti at the helm, just needs a you know couple of tips in the right direction from Ousmane yeah. and see where we go. I mean, he hasn't feature. He didn't feature. Um, he featured last game. He featured was against Liverpool, um, Man City, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, he came off the bench. So Not, Liverpool definitely come off the
1: bench. Come off the bench, but he hasn't. You know, st- he hasn't really been starting games. So hopefully, he'll take a bit of time and. Um, you know, just assessing on the training ground. That's where you do your work and see what happens for the the next couple of weeks. Uh, okay, so they are the that is the last of the questions that has been submitted uh, from you, the fans. But we're just gonna have a little discussion about the general meeting that took place at the Philharmonic Hall in Liverpool uh, this week, as well as the thirty million pounds um, payment for the stadium um, naming rights from USM. Um, what did you make of it all? I thought it was very good
0: I thought it was you know obviously everyone knew we were going to make a loss I think you know everyone, everyone knew that that was coming um,
1: you know a lot of it's been on player recruitment as well yeah, yeah. you and, take that, that out of it and
0: you know, the, 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 a lot of the, the money that we've spent on you know other things at the club and stuff like that so um, I thought it was very good I think the USM investment stuff is probably the most interesting line to come out of it I think you know it's it's massive in some respects that that is at the... They've they've managed to secure that so early. And what they've secured, you know, for... crazy, isn't it? You know, it, it, it's... That's unheard of, if anything. It is kind of probably you're unheard of, yeah. Um,
1: Paying £30 million pounds to effectively be at the front of the queue or first in line of...
0: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's different and strange, but I think the business world works in strange ways, doesn't it, at times? I think, you know, there's a lot that goes on in the world of business that probably doesn't make sense to the normal person on, mm. on the street, so... It, it's certainly different. It's certainly, but it's good because you know I mean. It wasn't that long ago that you know, as a club, we were sat here basically, kind of we couldn't get people to come in and get involved. With us, you know, a lot of our commercial deals were quite, quite low in terms like the pecking order of what or the Premier League clubs were securing. Yeah. So I think the fact that we've now got this at our disposal should only you know benefit us moving forward. And I think it wouldn't be surprising to see USM potentially sponsor the kit. I think once Sports pays its dealers up, I think. They were quite open last night the club and that when uh, a member of one of the shareholders raised the, 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 the links with bookmakers, and, and, and you know, they were quite open and that it wasn't mm. something that maybe they weren't pursuing in the near future. So, how long have we got left on that? Do you know, I'm not too sure. Um, so maybe, maybe you know, USM, but I think these general meetings that they are what they are, aren't they? You know, you can never you can never really read too much into them, can you? Because there's always you know, spin or you know, something that. Mm. People interpret differently, so I think the positive news is that you know the stadium looks on track, things moving in the right direction on that front, and I think it now should just about getting it right on the pitch.
1: I mean, what in terms of the USM investment, What's the end game? Do you think? Obviously, we're not privy to, to what's going on, so we can't we can't like t- say. But you know, is it just going to be commercial? Commercial-wise, like you say, sponsorship of the shirt, well, name no, one, I the no one knows. Do they? they don't think. I like, think that's 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 the one thing. I mean, do you think he could, he's going to invest and in, like when I say invest, like want want to take over the club at, at some point? You don't just put thirty million pounds down. No, you don't. But unless you, you were going to expect you, some sort of return.
0: You don't do it, but you just don't. You don't know, do you, what what the thinking is and what the moves are. I mean, he, he, obviously the interview with the Financial Times kind of brought everything to light, didn't it? Where he kind of he it, it was like more of a throwaway comment, wasn't it? That kind of sparked, you know, sparked a fire almost. Um, so he obviously is keen, Usmanov, I think, on getting involved and, and doing things with the club. Machiri appears, and, you know, obviously, you know, I know Phil, Phil wrote a piece, a really good piece about this, saying, you know, Farah's quite happy by himself at the minute, he's not really looking to bring, you know, Usmanov in, and not as mm. big pal. In. So, I think, it's just, again, I think it's just a case of wait and see. I think, but I think it's an interesting thing to to watch develop, potentially. Because, like I say, you know, for for long periods, we we sat, at, you know, we had these meetings and we sat in as as a club and kind of, you know, looked commercially thin on the ground, looking where the money was going to come from, and, and now it's it's kind of the total opposite, you know, and I think it's gonna it's gonna be absolutely fascinating to see what what happens and what potentially tran, transpires moving forward.
1: Okay, well, as is, I always... Which
0: is a positive thing to end on, I think. I think it is, certainly is. And as I
1: always say at the most, most uh, end of podcasts, watch this space. Watch this space, yeah. <laughs> we will watch this space. Um, that is it for your Agenda podcast. I've been Ian Croll, and I've been joined by Conor O'Neill. Um, thanks for listening to the Agenda podcast on the Royal Blue, Acast and iTunes channel.
0: You've been listening to the Royal Blue podcast from the Liverpool Echo.